and they took up what the Spirit was saying. You see, a lot of times we miss things because we won't hear what the Spirit says. The Word of God says, he that has an ear, uh, let him hear. So the only way you can hear, you got to hear what the Spirit says. Because if you don't hear what the Spirit says, it'll still be the same old, same old. Amen? you still be the same old, same old. So he, you got to be willing to be carried away. You got to be willing to look like a fool for Jesus. Amen? You got to be willing to allow the Holy Spirit to get, take you away in the Spirit. Because once you allow God to take you away in the Spirit, it's amazing what the Spirit will reveal to you. So he's saying, he says, and he carried me away in the Spirit, he says, to a great and high mountain. Not just a mountain, but a great and high. In other words, that was a great ascension. He was high in the Spirit. You got to be willing to go high in the Spirit. Then the Bible says, and he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now, what did he really show him? Here, as we look at it, and that's why it is so important to study the Word of God. It's not, it's not enough to just read the Word, but you've got to study to show yourself approved. Amen? Because that's what the Word of God says. Here he says, as he carried him away in the Spirit, he shows him this great city, uh, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Now, I looked up this word city. We're in the book of Revelation, chapter number 21, beginning at verse number 10. I looked up this word, uh, word city. Word city not only means he had an encounter, but God showed him something beyond the encounter. That word, that word city there also means warfare. He showed him the warfare that the saints had to go through or had been through that's why they end up with battle scars. Anybody got any battle scars this morning? <laughs> I, got some, I got some battle scars. Some wounds are still fresh, and some wounds have scars, which means they've been healed. But what he sees is he shows him the warfare that the body of Christ has to go through. So if you've been going through warfare, you're only being prepared, amen, for the end time. Amen. He's just being prepared, just being prepared. So embrace those, those, those uh, battle scars because in a battle, there's a conflict. In a battle, you're fighting against something that's uh, trying to take you contrary from the will of God. So what he sees now, he sees warfare. He shows them warfare. You know, you would think after he talks about seeing New Jerusalem coming down, he talks about heaven, that he would not have shown him a battle. Not have shown him warfare. Anytime there is warfare, there's bloodshed. Amen? Anytime there's warfare, there's bloodshed. Now, let's go to Acts chapter number 14. Go to walk a little bit through the scriptures. Amen? Acts chapter number 14. Acts chapter number 14. And we're going to begin verse number 22. Are we there? We're talking about the battle scars of the bride or the battle scars of the saints. Verse number 22 in Acts chapter 14 says, Confirming the souls of the disciples, those are learners, and exalting them to continue in the faith. Whenever you're going through a battle, 
you got to make sure you continue in the faith. Because sometimes your faith will fail you. Amen. Especially if the battle is too tough. Amen. So he's saying to him to, to continue in the faith. So whatever you're facing, whatever the situation may be in your life, God says continue in the faith. Amen. And then he goes on, he says, and that we must. Uh-oh, there's the word must. Not maybe, not might, but we must through much what? Tribulation. Mm. Enter into the kingdom of God. Listen, most of us don't want to go through anything, right? We don't want trials. We don't want tribulations. But it says through, through much, much, that we must through much tribulation. It didn't say a small amount of tribulation. It said much tribulation. And then it said we must go through it. Why? In order to be able to enter where? Into the church. Into the kingdom. You see, there's a difference between church and, and kingdom. Jesus Christ talked about the kingdom. The message he had with his disciples was about the kingdom. Not about church. Amen. Because everybody can holler church. But that doesn't necessarily mean you are who, who God says you are. Because, see, we are the church. Every individual should understand and know that they are the church, wherein anybody can be able to eat from your table. Amen. But he says you're going to go through much tribulation to enter into the kingdom. Now, the kingdom got benefits because that's where the king is. Once we understand that the kingdom of God is on the inside, and that's where the king is, then we'll understand why we have to go through much tribulation. Satan does not want us to discover who the king is and our benefits in the kingdom. Amen. So we got to understand now, when, we, when we're going through these trials, fiery trials, it's because we're trying to enter into the kingdom. Amen. So remember now, these battle scars and these battles that we're going through, if you can keep it in the forefront of your mind, it's, I am entering in into the kingdom. The kingdom. And that's why I'm going to meet the king. Amen. Now let's go to Revelation chapter number 13. Revelation. Talking about these battle scars in regards to the saints or to the bride of Christ. We're in warfare. We are in warfare. Revelation chapter number 13, and let's begin reading at verse number 7. Are we there? Verse 7 says, And it was given unto him to make what? War with who? Now, Satan is not going to make war with himself. So who is he going to make war with? <laughs> the saints. You got to know who you are. So what's happening here, Satan, he's, he's been given the power to make war with the saints. So if you're in battle, you got to understand who you're in battle with. You see, it's, it's not man because we're fighting against uh, uh, spiritual wickedness in high places. So we got to understand we're fighting against another spirit. That's why we need Christ on board. Amen? It says, and he was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Hmm. That's a battle. And power was given him over all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And then verse 8 says, And all that dwelled upon the earth shall worship him, whose name of where? 
Okay, let, let's 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 be still. Let's let's just hear what the word is saying here. Okay? And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. That means the enemy, the one is talking about the mark of the beast. Okay? Whose name are not written where? In the book of life. So if your name, if your name is not written in the book of life, you know what's gonna happen? We'll be deceived. You'll take the mark of the beast. And right now, a lot of things are happening, and people are really, in essence, taking the mark of the beast. But many things are happening. We're going along with everything that's not of God. But the reason why? Their name is not written in the book of life of the Lamb, which was slain from the foundation of the world. What does verse number 9 say? Any man that has a what? Let him do what? So if we're nonchalant about knowing and understanding that we're in battle, God said, if you got an ear, you need to hear what the Spirit is saying. Because if you don't hear what the Spirit is saying, you're going to be caught off God. And when you're caught off God, the next thing you know, because they say you cannot buy or sell unless you take the mark of the beast, you know what you're going to do? You're going to take the mark of the beast because you're going to look at your children and you're going to look at your family and your loved ones and you say, i, I got to do something because they're hungry. Listen, you but another word. Amen. Because what's happening here, God is telling us of things that are yet to come. All we got to do is look around and see what's going on. A lot of us say, well, I'm, 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 Jesus is going to take care of me. Yes, he does. And what he also gives us understanding. And he says, those that have an ear, you best hear. Amen. Not only just hear then, but come, become a doer. Amen. I'm telling you, through the Holy Spirit, things really are going to get even more rougher than what we know right now. We're so excited. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're so excited because see, we see the gas prices down to $2 and a little change. But when you walk in the grocery store, you'll see them savings up in the grocery store because the prices are so high, you can't hardly buy. But we jump and shout over $2 gas. And then you go in the grocery store and pay out an arm and a leg. So where's the savings? Do you not see how we're being deceived? Conned and manipulated? Can we, do we not see that? How many people, when, thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to turn my back on this one. How many people have been praising God for the gas prices down? Be honest. Don't tell a lie. Everybody. But how many people walked into the grocery store and began to praise God for them high prices? Did you ever think about what's really going on? Think about it. It's a spirit of deception. It's a spirit of deception. So he says, he that has an ear, let him hear. So it's important that we need to hear what's going on. Amen? We need to hear. Now, let's go. To, and then it says, if, if any man has an ear. That don't necessarily mean you got it. It says, if any man have an ear, let him hear. Not with a natural ear, but you're talking about the spiritual ear. You got to hear with the spiritual ear. Because if you don't hear with the spiritual ear, you'll be deceived. Amen. You'll be led astray very easily. Amen. Now, let's go to the book of Revelation. 
battle scars of the bride or the battle scars of the saints. Amen? Battle scars. Okay. Look at that verse number 7 in Revelation chapter number 19. It says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife has made herself ready. His wife, the bride, has made herself ready. We have to be ready at all times. Can't be I'm getting ready. We got to be ready because we don't never know when our time is coming. We're looking for that big bang in the sky, and that, that bang happens to take place all the time. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Got a call last night. Um, uh, uh, last night, you got this telephone call, and they say, well, we need y'all to go and pray us, okay? I said, I'll, I'll send a text out to, to, to my prayer partners, those uh, prayer words within the church. And they were saying that a young man uh, uh, had gotten shot. Someone had broken his home. This is why I say you have to always be ready because you never know. Amen. He had gotten shot. Uh, someone had broken his home. He, he goes to confront the person that he thought that had broken into his home. And when he turned his back, he was shot twice. And so they call, and, and the, first, the first call came and says, he's dead. Well, the second call came back and said, no, no, uh, he's not dead. We need you to pray. Later, we learned that he was actually dead when the first call came. So you never know what's going on because you don't never know what's in people's mind. I mean, you can get on the highway and see, see fools. I mean, I mean, just, just think about it. I mean, th there is no respect of the human life anymore. So you never know what's going to happen. So therefore, we have to always be ready. We've got to be ready. Now, it goes on to say in verse number 8, it says, talks about the wife, the bride, made herself ready. Made, M-A-D-E. So in other words, it was on the bride, right? It was on the bride. It's on the saints. It's on us to make ourselves ready for the marriage supper. Anybody plan on going to the marriage supper of the king? <laughs> Amen. We better know where we want to go. Amen. Amen. Because we don't want to be up in there and don't have the right kind of garment on. Ain't that right, Sister Sandy? Had the wrong kind of garment on. Amen. We want to make sure we got the right kind of garment on. Amen. And then be asked to be removed. Amen. Now look at verse number 8. Verse 8 says, And to her was granted, talking about the bride, that she should be arrayed in fine linen. Watch this. Clean and white. For the Fine linen is what? <laughs> the fine linen is the what? The righteousness of the saints. Hmm. A lot of times people begin to read Revelation, but they'll look at this and they say, they'll think about some type of apparel, some type of clothing. No. When we go forward, we're with the king. What's going to be shown is the righteousness of the saints. Not your own righteousness. But we're talking about the righteousness that Christ had imparted unto us. This is how they were arrayed. They had on the a fine linen, which is the righteousness of the saints. So we got to be righteous. There's nothing wrong with living a righteous, holy life. It's not boring. You know why we think it's boring? Because we've been so confused with all that other mess. We think that when God gives us that, that peace that surpasses all understanding, we think it's a boring life. No, baby, that's when you begin to live. Because then you're living in Christ. You're focused on Christ. Keep our minds stayed on him who will keep us in perfect peace. 
That's when that's what the word of God says. When we deviate from God's word, what do we get? Confusion. When we deviate from the word of God and what he says, we get confusion. Now the Bible continues to say in verse number nine, talking about Revelations, chapter number nineteen. He says, And he said unto me, Right, blessed are they which are called to where? The marriage supper of the Lamb. We are blessed. When we have been called to the marriage supper of the Lamb, we are blessed people. Then he says, And he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Drop down to verse number 11. Um, in uh, Revelation chapter 19. Verse number 11 says, And I saw heaven do what? Open. That means God is about to reveal something else. Just like he's doing this morning. He's revealing things. He said, and behold, a white horse, pure in power, pure in power. And that set upon him was called what? Faithful and true. And in righteousness he doeth judge and he does what? He makes war. That's why we're talking about the battle, the battle scars of the bride or the battle scars of the saints. Because see, what's happening is war, it's war time. Right now it is war time. He talks about how he judges in righteousness. Whenever Christ judges us about anything, it's always in righteousness. He never makes a misjudge. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He never makes a misjudgment. Amen. But he judges in righteousness. He says he doeth judge, and then he makes war. Verse 12 talks about his appearances. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and his head was were, were many crowns. In other words, he's had a whole lot of victories because there's been a lot of battles. Do we not know we, we've got a lot of victories? That means we've got some crowns. That's why we're going to be able to throw those crowns at his feet. <laughs> because those are those are, are victory crowns that we're throwing at the feet of Christ. Amen. Well, in, that, in that day, in that time. Amen. He, got, he has the victory crowns. He says his eyes were as a flame of fire. And on his head were many crowns. And watch this. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. There's a mystery there. That no man knew but he himself. Now look at verse number 13. It says, And he was clothed with a vesture dipped where? In blood. Sounds like warfare to me. And his name is called the Word of God. You see that, that, that vesture, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. That means that's an emblem of slaughter. In other words, he has killed his enemy. And he's got the blood stains on, on, his, on his clothing, on the vesture, to prove the victory. See, some of us, we've got some blood stains, don't understand what those blood stains are. Those are victory marks. Every time we slay the enemy, the enemy within us, thank you, Holy Spirit, every time we slay the enemy within us, will you not know blood is shed? But the enemy is literally destroyed. See, it's talking about it's an emblem. Every victory will show uh, through the battle that there's an emblem of victory. We have had so many victories. You know the problem with the body of Christ? We win one victory, and when the next battle comes, we've already forgotten the past victory. And then we come with the woe it is me. Amen. Now, y'all can be real in the house. Come on. Don't act like you, 
Don't act like every battle you use. Come on, come on, Satan, let's fight. No, no. Immediately, when, when the battle is fierce and when, 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 when the enemy comes up against us, a lot of times we will forget the victories we've already had. And when we remember the victories that we've had in the past, it will help us conquer the next victory. It will help us conquer the next battle. And the reason why we keep losing battles is because we forget about the victories we've had. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How many, how many, think about the victories you've had. Think about that. We've got more victories than we've got losses. But see, the enemy will try to tell us we've got more losses than we've got victories. No, no, he's a stinking liar. We've got more victories through Jesus Christ than we have losses. Thank you. I heard somebody say we're still standing. Amen. Amen. Why? Because of the victories. Because of the victories. Still standing. Do you not know Satan don't want you to be standing? In that battle, he want to make sure you're the victim and not the victor, the person that's victorious. But we got we to gotta step to the place and no, no, man, I'm still standing. I, I, I'm a winner. I am victorious. You may have some stains of blood, but listen, it's not, it's not uh, my blood. It's the enemy's blood. It's the enemy's blood. See, we don't know whose blood we're looking at. We think it's like, no, no, no. We serve a mighty God. Did y'all know what he said? He said his name's called Faithful and True. He's true to what he said. He says no weapon formed against you going to prosper. Why? He didn't say what's going to be formed. He said, yeah, they, the enemy going to form some things, but he says this, it is not going to prosper. See, if we can look at that part, that no matter what comes our way, that the enemy is not going to prosper. Yeah, that weapon has been formed. I see it. I recognize it. But listen, I still got the victory. See, that's the mindset the saints of God have to have. Amen. How many people got that kind of mindset? Praise be God. I see a few hands that, yeah, they got that kind of mindset. And some folks like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. We need to forget about that. That woe is me, them pity party. That forget because we got some pity. Saints of God have pity parties. Amen. Might as well be real. There's one thing that we, 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 we vocally, thank you, Holy Spirit, we can vocally say things, but the proof is in the pudding. Whether or not you're going to be standing or whether or not you're going to be laying down. How the woe is me? Why did this happen? No. You're victorious. You're a mighty warrior. You in battle, but you you the one gonna win the battle. Amen. Because our Father, He's faithful. He's faithful and He is true. Talks about how how He has these many crimes. Because see, you want to follow somebody that victories on the belt. That's that's you know, been in the war, been in battle, but got victories. You know, God our Father, Christ, He He's He has victories. He, I mean, He's done some great and mighty things, and I praise God. Now look at verse number 13, how it's so descriptive. It says, and he was clothed with that vesture. It was dipped in blood. That's the blood of the enemy. And his name is called what? The Word of God. He's talking about who he is. That power, the Word of God. Let's look at Isaiah chapter number 63. Isaiah chapter number this one walking. Hearing what the Holy Spirit has to say. Isaiah 
chapter number 63. A moment to get there. Isaiah chapter number 63. Okay, beginning at verse number 1. Verse number 1. Isaiah chapter number 63. Now, verse 1 says, Who is this that cometh from Eden? Eden, that, that word that in, in the Hebrew means red or it means blood. And says, with dyed garments from from Barah. That word Barah that means tribulations and battle. So who is this that with those blood stains on their on their garments and that's been in uh, tribulation and been in battles? And then he goes on to say, um, this that is glorious in his apparel. You see, every time we win a battle and we see the bloodshed of the enemy, it's a glorious thing. Amen. He said he's traveling. And the greatness of his strength. You can tell my God now. He's traveling in the greatness of his strength. I that speak in righteousness, that's mighty to say. So, so that's that, that blood stain there. And then verse 2 says, Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel, and thy garments are like him that treadeth in the wine fat? So he asks the question, Wherefore art thou red in thine apparel? So thou what? What are you saying here? What is, what is being said here? And then God says, every time that we win a battle, you will see the blood of your enemy. Every time you win a battle, you will see the blood of your enemy. And then next thing he says, the beast that's in you, every time you win a battle, you feel the, the beast that's within you or the beast that's within me. And there's always bloodshed. In other words, it's an emblem. It's an emblem of victory. Amen. It is an emblem of victory. So remember now, as we come down to the saints of God, oh, there's always a battle. And once that there's that battle, then we have to make very sure that we understand and realize that the blood that we see is the blood of our enemy. Amen. We're going to go through some things. And you're going to have battle scars of the bride. As the saints of God, God says, you're going to have battle scars, but you got to remember you're trying to enter into the kingdom. That, that's much, you're going to have much tribulation. Now, back to Revelations chapter number 19. Back to Revelations chapter number 19. And we are almost done. Almost done. Revelations chapter number 19. Look at verse number 14. Chapter 19. 14 says, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses with pure power, clothed in fine linen. What is that linen they're clothed in? Okay, we're clothed in fine linen, but what did God's word say? Let me see how many listeners do you have. <laughs> Amen. The righteousness of the saints. You see, this is how you can determine whether or not people are really listening or whether they're just pretending to be listening. Amen. Holy Spirit about to bust us out. Amen. Because see, when we we can when we when we when we listen, that means we can recite what has been spoken or we can paraphrase it. But when we just hear, we will not catch the message. Because when we understand that the fine linen that they are arrayed in, not only do they have pure power, which means white is purity, uh, the horse represents power, but they're also clothed in righteousness. 
Oh, Holy Spirit, I hear He says, you cannot fight the enemy if you are not clothed in righteousness. I can stop for a moment. Sometimes it's good to have silence. Because the reason why it's good to have silence, it makes us think. Most of most most people have so much clutter going on in their head or so much clutter around them, they don't hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So in order for us, I said us, I mean you and I, in order for us to defeat the enemy, we've got to make sure we're clothed in righteousness. Not to care about anything else, but he's afraid of the righteousness of God. So when we're losing battles, we can ask ourselves, what attire, thank you, Holy Spirit, what attire are we wearing? What attire are we still clothed in the righteousness of God or have our garments become stained because now it's our blood and not the enemy's blood? My battle scars, saints. So we got to be clothed in that fine linen. We got to be clothed in righteousness. Because that that is what that is what caused other people to come to Christ. Amen. That be clothed in righteousness. Verse 14 talks about how they were pure in power. They were clothed in righteousness. It says white and what? What's the other word? Clean. You know that's an old song that says, and it just came to my mind. They used to sing it up. Uh, um, the first time I heard the song, it was finishing him. I was ministering in prison, and, and the choir was saying, make me clean inside. Where's the cleanness? Where's the cleanness? Cleanness is inside. We can be clean on it. We can appear, thank you, Holy Spirit, we can appear to be clean on the outside, but the inside can be nasty. So everything that you see on the outside that looks good, does not necessarily mean that it's clean on the inside. But they used to say, make me clean inside, however that song goes. <laughs> they used to sing it now. I, I mean, I'm telling you, they were really reeling and rocking about make me clean inside. You know what? We as the saints of God need to be singing the same thing. Make me clean inside. Because whatever's clean on the inside, it'll manifest itself on the outside. Amen. Amen. Y'all be almighty proud here. Okay, righteousness garment. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We're going to read this last verse because I'm feeling some things. Amen. I think the Holy Spirit is touching. Amen. You see, the thing about the, uh, the thing about this is this. We can fool man most of the time. And sometimes it's some of the time if they have the Holy Spirit. But you cannot fool God none of the time. Amen. You cannot fool God none of the time. It doesn't make any difference what you say to whomever. But the Spirit, He knows. The Spirit knows. And so even down to the heart and your thoughts, the Spirit knows. That's why we have to be careful in what we say and what we think. Because the, the Spirit is reading us all at the same time. You could be sitting right beside somebody and, and they got the wrong mindset. And the Spirit is checking them the whole time. 
And we don't even know the Spirit's checking. Huh. Amen. Wow. Y'all could only stand behind, behind this piece of wood and see y'all's faces. Because it tells a story. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. Amen. This this last verse. Being for today. Verse 16 is talking about the one that we're following. Who has had many victories and he's got many crowns. If you say on his head, he has many crowns. Verse 16 says, And he had on his vesture, talking about the, the bloodstone, the vesture that's totally wearing, and on his thigh, a name written. He says, He's King of Kings and Lords of Lords. You see, when we understand who we are serving, we can become more excited about the, I'm going to say this, thank the Holy Spirit. We can become more excited about the president, or we can become more excited about people that we know. But how many of us really become excited about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? The one that is riding with, 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 with mighty power. The one that has been in battle, not only for himself, but because of what he had been up. Bring us through, but he's been in battles because of you and I. See, he's killing. Oh, Holy Spirit, I hear he is killing off our enemies. There are some things that, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. There are some things that we are not even touched by. Why? It's because the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords have already fought the battle that you have never had to enter into. And we ought to be excited about our King because there are some things. That the enemy would love to do to the saints of God. But what happens? The king steps in face to face with Satan himself and his demonic forces. He said, no, not this one. I'm taking on this battle. You see, every battle you are not designed to fight. You've got to pick and choose what battle God wants you to fight. Some of the rest of God said, I got this. I got it. Step back. I got it. I can handle it. You, you just step back. And you watch God go to work on your behalf. You watch God go to work. Why are we losing so many battles? We ain't got the right king sitting on the throne. Who's that other king that's sitting on the throne? We call him Satan. He's an idol. And he don't do nothing but lose his battles. But put the king of kings on the throne. I guarantee you, a lot of these battles you will never experience. How many of us consult God in all things? Oh, I think that word there is all things. All things. All things. When we consult Him in all, I don't care how small detail it is. Consult him, he says, in all things. He didn't say, you, you, what you think you can have? No, we can't handle anything. But he says, if you consult me in all things, you watch what he'll do to you. Oh, we have so much so much going on come Christmas time. People just, woe is me. Don't, don't have no money to buy my children. This and don't have, but please, please, ma'am, please, sir. Understand, Christmas is not really Christmas. It's important. Do your research. 
That's the truth here. They need to know the truth. You tell them the truth about the Easter egg money, don't you? Well, they need to know the truth. You know why they don't know the truth? Because the one that's teaching, oh, Holy Spirit, I hear you. The one that's teaching them does not know truth. If the parents don't know truth, how are you going to tell your child what truth is? If you do not study and read the Word of God and know and accept what the book says, how are you going to be able to tell them? Come January, you're being so much dead. And all year long, you got to pay for it. And then you want to borrow some money. So, no! No! Come on, wake up, church! Wake up, my body of Christ! Wake up! See, that's one of them battles y'all got going on, getting bloodshed on. What's the enemy that fool for? They didn't skip Thanksgiving. They start playing Christmas music before Thanksgiving. So what is that telling you? They try to grab your mouth and put it on spending money that you do not have. I guess this is a battle too, right? Well, some of y'all been been cut, been slaughtered right now. Because the enemy on the inside is being slaughtered. Why? Because we've been we've been lied to so long. Commercialism, man about Jesus, no more. It's like going and spending that money. Money that you do not have. Wake up. Wake up. Here we go, hundred dollar Tennessee. Whoa, whoa, these, these, these instruments that, that, you know, you can't afford. I'm going to go here. Holy Spirit, I hear you. I'm going to go here because we need to hear. We as parents go into debt, buying kids stuff. No, you can't pay the rent. Why are you going to go do that? Might as well come real in the house. If you can't pay and take care of the needs, and God supplies our every needs according to his riches and glory, I praise God we don't stream alive because nothing folks like that need to hear this too. Amen. Because if you can't pay your bills now, why would you go spend up a whole lot of money you ain't got? Think about it. Who is deceiving you? It can't be God. Think about it. Learn how to shop and fix and sell when you start paying five and six dollars for stuff that's six and seven and eight dollars. Okay, you better learn how to do that. That's wisdom. Your money looks better in your pocket than the, the bills pocket down there. Those retails, yeah, excited. Some of y'all say, Oh, I wish she ain't saying that. Mom, never gonna get me nothing. If you're eating, be thankful. If you got a roof over your head, be thankful. If you got clothes on your back, be thankful. And if by the grace of God, he chooses to do something else to bless you, then that's okay. But do not put your parents in debt. Nothing they cannot afford to do. Oh, I tell you, y'all can see what I see. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Because this is, this is more time. This is more time. Water. Now remember that. Oh, I 
see someone tears and they're so mad at me, they could just cut me. But you know what? My Savior has told me to me. I don't believe no truth. I don't believe no truth. He is with no truth. Next week, you worry about what we're going to eat. Think about it. Think about it, y'all. Think about it. You know, we, we may think it's funny, but if you, if you just take the Holy Spirit that he if we just take the time and listen, you know what? I heard the Holy Spirit say this. Some of y'all going to do it anyhow. I, I just heard the Holy Spirit say, some of them going to do it anyhow. Don't do it anyway. But you know what? Don't walk through the door and say, I need But you know what's happening? I'm going to take that scripture. I'm going to say, no, God didn't mean that for, for this particular told you. I'm going to close up my hand of compassion. You know why? Because you've heard, you heard truth. You've heard truth. But I don't have no, I don't have money for it. I'm going to ask you, what did you do in December? And I'll guarantee you the Holy Spirit, he will bring it back to your remembrance. What you did in December. People commit suicide. Depressed. Why? Ticklets. Trying to get something. What they can't afford. Amen. Bell scars of the saints. Some of y'all got some fresh wounds. Fresh wounds. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise for his word. Then you can go on uh, uh, the uh, site for and, and watch it on uh, streaming live. You're able to do that well. We just for that. Amen. Amen. Uh, what we're going to do at this point, uh, I need to, uh, uh, I have a chair deacons uh, who gave me, we talked about uh, raising funds for the youth to be able to go to see Valley Bowers. And we've been looking for the best locations for a seating position for us and those that want to go. 